0: Hey everybody, Scott Johnson here with Video Games Daily. GoldenEye 007. Remember that game? N64 hit. Everyone loved that thing? Made by a Rare Software. Hell of a thing. They had what many believe to be an untouchable speedrun record for 15 years. And, uh, that seems like it'd be a hard thing to beat, right? So, speedruns are a thing. Stuff happens. If you go on Agent Difficulty, uh... Finally, yesterday, that level at that difficulty was beaten in the time that it was uh, set 15 years ago. So on Damn, Agent Difficulty, 53 seconds by Brian Boss Shart on September 27th, 2002. Carl Jopst ran it in 52 seconds on December 2nd, 2017. There's an entire video of this. It is insane. If you like speedruns, you should watch it. Congratulations to him. And how about a new GoldenEye game? That'd be great. In 2017, PlayStation Plus gave out $1,287 worth of games per player. Were they any good? You would have paid that much money for them had you not gotten them for free with PS Plus. But were there any fun? Uh, anyway, there's an interesting quality versus quantity argument happening over on Polygon about these games. Uh, I recommend checking it out, but here's the synopsis. In all, there were 74 games in PlayStation Plus free game offerings in 2017. Two of these were PlayStation VR bonuses and counted among the averages and totals that they made here uh, with an average Metacritic score of 71.3 and a combined retail price at least currently of $1,287.25 the Metacritic average is nearly three points worse than uh, 2016 74.1 and the total dollar value of then uh, was $1,150.79 so less money Uh, but you had a whole bunch of stuff uh, during the year they broke it down per month uh, they didn't like the beginning of the year. They said February averaged a little bit better and said that little uh, Big Planet 3 was the one that saved the day that month, calling Day of the Tentacle Remastered January's best game. Uh, in March, Earth Defense Force 2025 uh, is, is uh, listed as the best game there, and that says something weird because that's not a great game. Now, I remember that game, or I remember getting Tearaway Unfolded for PS4 that month, and I thought it was fine. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, In April, Drawn to Death was a big disappointment for a lot of people, but uh, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time, that won the day. They go through every month here. I recommend you, um, you guys go check it out. Just search Polygon and PlayStation Plus for the year 2017. Read it for yourself and see whether you feel like you got the best free deals possible or not. Let me know. shocking turn of events Daisy will finally leave early access and will hit consoles in 2018 developers say the beta is finally coming after a very long time bohemia interactive survival game Daisy will finally leave it uh they said in an update earlier this week the promise of a beta and console versions is something Daisy players heard before bohemia uh, bohemia expected to ship beta versions of the game in 2015 at one point developers said they really mean it this time Sorry, I had to sneeze. That was a long pause because I had to sneeze. Anyway, make no mistake. I wasn't sneezing because I don't believe them, by the way. <laughs> I was sneezing because I had to. Anyway, make no mistake. This is, uh, this is a commitment. And it is done taking all of our previous schedule's mistakes into account. I'm not sure what that sentence means. But this is a, a quote from Daisy lead producer Eugene Harden. He says, we are serious about it. He says that 2018 is shaping up to be one of the most important years for Daisy. Don't expect a final version of the game until the beta rolls out, though. Or until after, I guess, right? Because beta come first, then final game comes out. Anyway, no hard dates uh, for any of this, but uh, vehicle modifications, barricading, birds, planes, bikes, motorbikes, all that stuff. Uh, that you want to be in the beta it won't be in there but they do list a bunch of stuff that will be i feel like daisy has been in development for ages in fact it has daisy uh began its days in early access on steam in 2013 i bought it that weekend how long is too long this might be too long it's at Scott Johnson with Video Games Daily and got a nice surprise for you. Do you like Five Nights at Freddy's? Well, if you do, there's a spin-off on Steam and it's free. Just happened. It's called Freddy's Fazbear's Pizzeria Simula- Simulator. Just not sure what to make make of this. But anyway, Five Nights at Freddy's developer Scott Cawthon uh as he's wont to do, sometimes throws weird stuff out there, right? And he dropped a new game on Steam today without any fanfare. Again, it's called Freddy's Fazbear's Pizzeria Simulator. And it's 100% free. Uh, Fans of the previous Freddy's games were quick to notice this. And obviously, he probably doesn't need a lot of advertising. He's been extremely successful. Anyway, for the last month or so, he says, I've been dropping hints about a new game. And it's true that I've been working on it. Uh, but after forcing myself to keep working on it day after day, I realized something I don't want to work on this. <laughs> with each game's release, I think the expectations are getting higher and higher for the next and rightfully so, each game should be better than the last. Pressure starts to mount and I fear won't I w- I, sorry, and I fear I have been neglecting other things in my life for the sake of trying to keep up with those mounting expectations. So after giving this a lot of thought I've decided I'm going to stop working on it. Not going to reveal anything else about the game uh, that was. and I've asked other people involved to never divulge anything either. And so what you're getting here is like some kind of weird offshoot of what he was working on. So go give that a shot, I guess. It's a simple, low-res-looking thing. You design pizzas, you feed kids, and you get high scores. Simple as that. Oh, Freddy. Are there any nightmares you can't make? Powered up. Ubisoft is giving away Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag, and RTS, or the RTS, World in Conflict. This is a limited time offer, and it ends in December. So this is in honor of two 10-year anniversaries. Ubisoft is giving away two complete games, Assassin's Creed, Black Flag, great game, amazing in the series. Uh, That'll be out on the 12th through the 18th, and World in Conflict is available today until December 11th, today being the 4th. Uh, Both titles are available on PC and users of Ubisoft's proprietary Uplay client. I'm going to go get it. Uh, They said this, it's been 10 years since the release of the critically acclaimed real-time strategy game, World in Conflict. So you'll be able to download World in Conflict and its expansion, Soviet Assault, for free. In honor of this 10th anniversary of the first Assassin's Creed game, you'll be able to get Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag also for free. Uh, All players need to do is log into Uplay and download the game. Simple as that. Uh, While Ubisoft will on occasion give away some products to users of its Uplay platform, it certainly makes no promises to do so. Uh, But it's kind of nice. Ubisoft's announcement comes on the heels of an in-depth analysis connected by Polygon on the value of free games provided by subscribers of PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. I talked about those in a previous episode. And uh, here's what I'll say. I am ready to say this out loud. Ubisoft is my second favorite developer. Uh, Third, well, whatever. They're way up there. And here's why. They seem to be standing behind their games. I downloaded Steep on sale on Steam. That game is great. They're still supporting it like crazy. Big, huge 18 gig update to it today with a bunch of new stuff. I'm telling you, I'm not sure anybody's supporting their games like Ubisoft, or at the very least, they're providing a triple-A contrast to what happens over at Electronic Arts. The way they back... All their games this year have been pretty incredible the last couple of years. So yeah, just a little thought, little editorial comment. Go Ubisoft. You're one of my favorites now. Mega Man X. That's 10, 11, what is it? 11? 10 11 Mega Man <laughs> Sorry, I get confused about which one they're talking about. This is Mega Man 11 has been announced for a 2018 release coming to consoles and the PC. Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Windows PC, and Xbox 1 in 2018 Capcom announced it today. Capcom, Capcom. The game is a side-scrolling action platformer in the vein of all the previous Mega Man games, but has 3D visuals, but it's also kind of hand-drawn, so it's like 2.5D looking. Kind of weird new style. I kind of like it actually. Uh, Capcom said Mega Man 11 is being released in late 2018, in time for the Blue Bombers' 30th anniversary. Uh, the uh, they have veterans working on the game of the vet, of the of the series. Uh, the pair talked about their goals for the new Mega Man, referring to the game as something of a rebirth for the character. The game's art and uh, direction uh, and character design. Uh, is all there to make a new Mega Man, which leaked earlier this year on Mega Man Legacies Collection 2 release. Uh, So anyway, there's some interesting art there, but it's still freaking Mega Man, dude. Big dumb legs, big dumb arms, stupid helmet, all that stuff. Anyway, seemed interesting. People thought they'd never get another proper Mega Man. Well, you're getting a proper Mega Man. Guys, Scott Johnson here with Video Games Daily. Skyrim has a new Collector's Edition vinyl soundtrack. Ooh, brand new limited edition art print also available. The team at I am Eight Bit, makers of one of the, uh, the one of a kind collectibles you're probably used to from other stuff, have partnered with Bethesda to create two exclusive new items for the Elder Scrolls V: Skyrim. Man, are they gonna ever just make a make a new Elder Scrolls game? I mean, geez, Louise, they they milk this thing to death, don't they? Uh, anyway, the first item in the selection uh, is a bunch of songs from the soundtrack on vinyl. Second is a limited edition art uh, quality screen print and orders are open now. The vinyl soundtrack's going to retail for 40 bucks, includes the dev team's favorite tracks separated into light and dark sides, whatever that means. Uh, only 3000 will be made, so if you want in on this, you got to get on it. The limited run print runs 100, so for this whole schmear, you're going to have to pay 140 bucks. I wish you luck. Both items will ship in the latter part, or I should say second quarter rather, of 2018. So coming right up, more Skyrim in your life. Who knew the 2011 hit would continue on giving in 2017? That's well, a good game. I guess it does. gentlemen here is when you can play destiny 2's curse of osiris update or expansion or content whatever they're calling it i guess it's technically an expansion but uh, server maintenance is coming right before that i think that's actually in effect right now yeah it'd have to be because today is the launch yeah it looks like today destiny 2's first expansion curse of osiris launches today Uh, Looks like here's what you need to know. Curse of Osiris is on all platforms. PlayStation 4, Windows PC, Xbox One. And it will coincide with the arrival of Destiny 2 uh, 1.10. That introduces a whole bunch of changes to the game and some of the systems of the game. Uh, So even if you don't buy the expansion, you'll be able to play that stuff with these changes. Uh, Bungie began maintenance at 10 a.m. Eastern on Tuesday... And, uh, they should be done by now. Again, I haven't checked to make sure, but, uh, It's gonna take about... Let's see... 44 gigabyte of storage for Destiny 2, including Curse of Osiris on PlayStation 1, Xbox One, uh, on the PC, 68 gig. So, higher... Te- better textures and that kind of stuff. Uh... But anyway, due to the way the PlayStation 4 handles the installation, uh, you need twice as much free space, a total of 88 to download, then install it. That's kind of a pain in the ass. Um... That includes the ability, by the way, for the game to run at resolutions up to 4K with high dynamic range or HDR color. Two features that are coming in tomorrow's update, or I should say today's update. So it is out now and available. Uh, They started preload last night, so you should be good. You should be playing it, I guess. Out and up. No big bugs yet. It's up to you to find them. Scott Johnson here with Video Games Daily, and Ni No Cooney 2 got delayed a second time. Uh, this time to March 2018, Level 5 says they need, quote, a bit more time. I don't know why I did it in Irish accent. Anyway, they say, with innovation and new ideas comes the need to ensure everything works together in a fun, cohesive way. This means we need a bit more time to make sure the entire Ni No Cooney 2 experience meets our highest quality standards. According to the head of the project. Quote So today I would like to ask for everyone's patience as we move Nino Kuni 2's worldwide release to March 23rd, 2018, unquote. Uh, it was originally planned for November 2017. Uh, back in July, they said, well, we're going to need until January 2018. Now they need a couple more months. So it's not too bad, two, three months. It won't kill us. Anyway, good job, you guys keep it up. I'd rather play a good Nino Kuni than no Nino Kuni 2 at all or something. GTA Online's newest raid, the Doomsday Heist, is available now. Now you're thinking to yourselves, "What? Wait, what? We're still talking about Grand Theft Auto?" Well, we sure are. Uh, that game continues to just rocket, not only in sales charts, but, you know, content. And they have the what they're calling their biggest adventure yet, the Doomsday Heist, now out for GTA V. Covers three sprawling acts, allows different crews of two to four players, each to work in cooperative uh, mode to complete these goals, heist goals. And uh, as you might imagine, it involves thwarting a far-out plot. Uh, their quote is, so diabolical, it could end life as we know it. Criminal organizations and motorcycle clubs alike are invited to participate and work together in the Doomsday Heist. It takes players to the Subterranean Facility of International Affairs Agency. It's basically the CIA. Everyone gets their plan together. Uh, builds up with some preparatory missions and free play mode, experimental weapons and vehicles. What I've heard is that it feels like a expansion to the single player, but with multiplayer stuff. Almost like a campaign to the multiplayer which sounds super interesting to me. I may have to dust that thing off. Well, it's already installed. I just need to run it. So what do you guys think of it? Let me know. Scott at Harry Potter mobile game is going to let you be a wizard. You want to be a wizard? Cool. I got a deal for you. Brand new uh, game coming. Harry Potter mobile RPG. You can practice your own... Wingardium... How's that one go? I forgot how to say it. Anyway, it's a story-based role-playing game inspired by Harry Potter. It's now in the works. Produced by mobile studio Jam City. They made Marvel's Academy... Or, sorry, Marvel's... Marvel Avengers Academy. Sorry. Harry Potter Hogwarts Mystery will let players create their own Hogwarts student. A first for the multimedia franchise. Usually... Previous video game inter, uh, iterations of Harry Potter let you play as Ron, Hermione, or or Harry, or others, but uh, you're making your own dude here. I always thought they were going to do an MMO. Didn't you guys hear about that at one point? Harry Potter MMO, you'd make your own wizard. Could have sworn that was a thing for a while. It's a big project, though, and uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Interactive Entertainment opened up earlier this fall with the purpose of creating video games set in the Harry Potter universe. Uh. uh, See, the first is an augmented reality game developed by Niantic Labs. Did you hear about that? Gonna go out there and catch some creatures. Anyway, Harry Potter making a big uh, stretch into the mobile space like never before. Is your heart and soul ready? for Nintendo, when Nintendo Switch has sold over 10 million units in under a year. Had a pretty good year, I would say. It's hard to believe that we're already a year into this thing, and it's already kind of made a mark. 10 million units. That's pretty good. Uh, Last console for Nintendo, the Wii U, only sold 13.5 million units to date. So it's entire lifetime. Uh, The Wii, or the Switch is just shy of that, and we'll certainly overcome that number probably by the end of the year. Anyway, that's pretty good. Wall Street Journal has reported that production on the console was set to increase order to meet demand. In order to meet demand, which already has, and will continue to do so. Uh, They play uh, that article lays some of the success at the feet of the fact that it's a portable and a home device that uh, many big budget, uh, huge games came out and were universally loved. Super Mario Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, being two of those. Probably the two best game reviews of the year, reviewed games, that is to say. And uh, now to say that that's a lot of that's a big number. It is, it's a big number, and they're working on it. Sony just announced they are at seventy million PlayStation fours, so they got a little work to do—about uh, seven times where they're at now. Uh, six more of those ten million—that's all you need—and <laughs> you'll get there. It doesn't matter though. Successful Nintendo is a good Nintendo. It's the kind of Nintendo I want. That means they make their games uh, into the future, and uh, I would never want a world where I cannot play my Nintendo games. Congratulations. Go get a Switch. It's a badass piece of hardware. Hey everybody, Scott Johnson here from Video Games Daily, and guess what? If you buy an Xbox One X, you get Player Unknown's Battlegrounds for free. And uh, that seems all right. There's already a million players on Xbox playing Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. This game seems to be uh, a big success, despite reports of terrible lag and some serious per, uh, performance issues. I'm sure that stuff will get fixed over time. But uh, anyway. Uh yeah, you can do that. Uh this will effectively make the Xbox One X game bundle. Microsoft's uh launched the console on November 7th for 4.49. dollars Uh if you get it now, that's gonna save you what? Is that thing 30 bucks? 39? You'll save 39 bucks and you can get PUBG. So you've been holding off and you weren't sure what you wanted to do. Maybe now's the time. By the way, that thing has sold 24 million copies on Steam. Now add this million from Xbox. Things are going crazy for them. Anyway, if you've been holding off, and you're like, I only want to play on consoles, and it sounds fun to play that PUBG game, there's the way to do it. There is a brand new roguelike and classic RPG on the Switch this week, and, uh... People are pretty excited about it. So, did you play Enter the Gungeon on uh, Steam? I did. Still have it there. It's a fine game. And uh, when it came out on uh, Windows, let's see. This is I got it on Steam in like 2016. It's uh, sort of a bullet hell meets roguelike sort of game. Uh, uh, team up to two players. You can just play by yourself if you want to. You make your way through procedurally generated line of rooms full of enemies who just want to gun them down. It's one of those games that's still a ton of fun, no matter how much you die. And uh, that's out now on the Switch. The other one is uh, Romancing Saga 2, a sci-fi role-playing game from Square Enix that first launched on the Super Famicom over 24 years ago. The game didn't make it to the West, but now, thanks to a somewhat successful iOS and Android port in 2016... Uh, as of today, you can now get this on your uh, your your uh, Switch. There, it's classic turn-based RPG, Japanese-looking deal. If you're into that stuff, well, I got you covered. So, good week for uh, Switch owners if you are into the indie side of things, and I am. Red Dead Redemption 2's bonus items may be hidden in GTA Online. Ooh. Why wait until the content is live to find its secrets? Uh, GTA Online's Doomsday Doomsday Heist, which is out now. I've been kind of tempted to try this. I haven't yet, though. Anyway, we'll tie into the Red Dead Redemption universe and we'll perhaps solve a mystery in both franchises uh, based on findings from a recent data mine. Players have been digging around in the game's files, found assets and code that indicate... A Red Dead Redemption themed mission where you can ultimately earn a new revolver as well as a bonus in the upcoming Red Dead Redemption 2 that is currently in the works and due out early next year. Uh, The content's not live yet so maybe it won't even make it in there but if it does that's interesting. It's also interesting that it will be on all versions so this long-standing question as to whether we will ever get a PC version of Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, maybe this helps answer that in the yes department. It might be like GTA where it's released for a while on consoles and then on PC. Either way, I'm going to have to play that thing twice (laughs) because I love that first game, man. Oh. Everything about Red Dead is exciting to me. I cannot freaking wait. So anyway, go check it out. I don't want to spoil what it is in case, you know, the details anyway, in case you're uh, averse to that sort of stuff. But it's out there. You can go find it, and I recommend you do. Have a fantastic day talk to you later hey everybody scott johnson here with video games a daily uh twitch has got a new idea i like when twitch has new ideas twitch's new reality series will pit streamers against each other for sixty thousand dollars may the best streamer win it's a competitive reality series. Can you believe this? It could help some up-and-coming streamers make the big move into a full-time personality on the platform. It announced today it will produce the new reality C- uh, series called Stream On. It's like American Idol, America's Got Talent, that sort of stuff. Streamers who reside in the U.S., Canada, and the United Kingdom will be able to compete for a grand prize of 60k. Streamers will face several challenges designed to, uh, or sorry, to test important streamer skills and be evaluated by a panel of stream. Based judges that are based there at Twitch. Uh, it's being all done on Twitch, so you're going to get some heavy promotion on the front page if you get chosen for this thing. It's going to take a, uh, place across a number of channels on Twitch, changing from week to week. Contestants compete through each week from their home streaming setups, and the action will be punctuated by a weekly rack, wrap up and elimination show from Twitch Studios. Let's we'll see how this goes. $60,000. You could do a lot less than that. It's not bad. Energy's first patch on Xbox One is taking aim at major performance issues, which is good. Graphics and performance improvements have been promised. And some issues with that thing at launch, at least on the Xbox. Not that, by the way, not that the PC version has been a cakewalk over time. They've definitely had their issues, but they've had longer to work on it. Anyway, the patch went live at 4 a.m. Eastern Time today. It says it makes a final visual pass and performance improvements with slightly improved anti anti-aliasing, aliasing rather, on F- Xbox Ones and Xbox One S. Didn't say anything about the X frame rate and graphical polish were among the shortcomings players found, uh, players rather found when PUBG launched on the game about a week ago. And even though, I don't know, the sluggishness was kind of disappointing for a lot of people because you know, it's a powerful enough machine to probably handle this stuff. But whatever, I still feel like they you know they've stood behind their their early access uh stuff on pc i don't see any reason why they wouldn't take care of xbox players as well uh launched on the 12th and uh it's been on uh, steam early access since march is due for a 1.0 launch on pc tomorrow tomorrow the big day when uh player unknowns battlegrounds will no longer be free to play well not free to play no longer be early access it was never free to play you always had to pay anyway so we'll see what happens Very curious about jumping through windows and stuff. I haven't touched the test server, so that's all going to be new for me. So if you're a PC player, tomorrow's your big day. If you're on Xbox, eh, things will get better. Don't worry about it. Hey, everybody. Scott Johnson here with Video Games Daily. Nexus Mods. You know them? They've been doing mods for games for years. They're known as the place to go if you're going to get your mods for games that don't have some sort of built-in mod system. And uh, they finally figured out a way to sort of help compensate modders. People making all this great work are going to start seeing a little cash for their trouble. Modders will be paid out of a monthly pool that will be supplemented by user donations. Uh, It'll uh, be a donation-type system in 2008 to compensate those who create the most popular useful mods uh, probably everybody who's access to it i guess you just get more the more popular your mod is but anyway it's a little bit indirect and com- uh, complicated and uh it's not like the uh, paid mods sold on the steam workshop thing that began with skyrim mods so much anyway they'll come out of this monthly pool they think it'll be around five thousand to ten thousand dollars Uh, it'll be supplemented, as they say, by the users. They don't say how much that means that um, Nexus will be putting in there to start with. This is their quote. The plan is to offer popular games from storefronts like Steam, Humble Bundle, or GOG subscriptions and software licenses for popular software that modders use for their modding and would like to use but can't afford and even PC hardware, for example, video cards, motherboards, uh, memory, and so forth. That said, he acknowledged the potential... For controversy and disappointment in setting up such a system, hey, people got to make money, people got to get paid. Very curious about this to see how it transpires, and we will report on it right here at Video Games Daily. Witcher 3's Xbox One X update added 60 frames per second support and it is rad. Uh, CD Projekt Red has patched the game. They said they would and that the game will now run in 4K resolution as promised and 60 frames per second as promised has all come to fruition. Uh, 550 megabyte patch, which isn't that big, actually. I'm impressed. Um, adds new visual options to the Witcher 3 display settings, 4K mode, performance mode, and so on. The former delivers this stable 30 frames per second gameplay thing uh, at what appears to be a native 4K. The latter runs the game at up to 60 frames per second, but scales the resolution dynamically between 1080p and 4K to try to reach that, reach that frame rate at any given time. Um, I'm looking at a slider out right now, and it's significant uh, the level of clarity I'm actually pretty impressed anyway uh, there was uh, another way to get it to work before I guess the game shipped with an unlocked frame rate option that people had gotten into and then that was a thing Uh, but anyway if you're into it check it out Uh, The Witcher one of the greatest games ever made in my opinion The Witcher 3 a whole lot better if you own an Xbox, Xbox One X, one, XX one, X. All right, you guys, PUBG 1.0 goes live on Steam. It's like an hour and a half from now that I'm recording. Nine months of tweaking and poking and fishing around in that early access deal. Full release on Windows PC today. Uh, Certainly not the final release, but... Anyway, it's pretty close to what you're going to get for a 1.0. In fact, they're calling it a 1.0. I said on Twitter earlier, Players, we are leaving early access and launching PC 1.0 on December 20th at 11pm PST. The maintenance on on the live servers for 1.0 will start at 6pm PST and end at 3am on the 21st. Uh, so it's all getting put on there hiccups are probably expected to have happen or will happen uh you're gonna you're gonna have some issues but as expected you'll be get you'll be getting vaulting and climbing 3D replays the new uh, miramar desert map all that stuff that's all in there it's been on the test server but now it's in the live server it will be and um a bunch of people are you know that game's on people's top 10 lists this year hell of a road for uh pub very su- su- successful road as well anyway i'm looking forward to get in there getting in there tomorrow i'm gonna stream some in fact so if you're so inclined you might be able to catch me at random times at frogpants.tv goodbye Welcome back to Video Games Daily. I'm Scott Johnson. You guys remember that uh, hidden Switch, Awada tribute, uh, the golf game that was in there? Flog, they called it. Backwards golf. Anyway, it's gone. Latest uh, Switch update. Got rid of it. This according to some hackers who figured it out. And uh, this is uh, the latest firmware update. I just put that on. Now I'm a little sad. I never saw the golf game, obviously. But... uh, I am a little sad it's not there anymore. Members of the Switch's data mining community found out Nintendo appeared to have wiped it out. And uh, that's kind of a bummer, I guess. Depends on how you look at it. I mean, a tribute's a tribute. It was there just to be a tribute for a little while, I guess. But uh, that's it. It's gone. And uh, Nintendo didn't say anything about it. This is what they do. They don't tell you what they're going to do. But if you're sad to see that thing go, you're not alone. I'm sad to see it go as well. Thank you, Flog, for the moment you were here. May you remain forever in our memories. I want to hope you guys had a nice Christmas, by the way. We'll see you in a sec. citizen 3.0 is finally here the latest update to the multiplayer games incomplete alpha build yeah that's right that's outer space game that's being built forever and made millions of dollars to develop and still hasn't really shown much of a game the uh ambitious 3.0 update is out so uh what do you think of that when as far as you guys know i mean you know what the game is right Big persistent universe, online multiplayer, space combat, first person shooting when you're on the ground, uh, explore worlds, mine, exploit, destroy, all that. Anyway, uh, they finally got the 3.0 update. Game has received more than $174 million since uh, it started gathering funds on its own, started as a Kickstarter and then went on to do its own thing after that. Uh, There's been some weird uh, stuff lately. At least two high-value backers have asked for their money back. One tells Polygon they've begun legal action to secure a fund of more than $25,000 that they would given to the game. Both cite delays in the progress of the game's single-player campaign called Squad 42. That project, which has been sold separately since February 2016, features the acting talents of Gillian Anderson, Mark Hamill, and Gary Oldman, among others. Uh, Crytek, this is another whole deal they make the Crytek engine which the game is on or was originally built on <clears throat> they're suing for copyright infringement implying that its executives behave unethically during and after negotiations with Crytek uh, anyway this 3.0 update is a tiny fraction of what the game ultimately promises I think they've overpromised. I have a prediction that in 2018 it will be one of the biggest messes in the world and this comes crashing down I'm sorry, everybody who spent money on it, but I think you're going to get in trouble. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Video Games Daily. I'm Scott Johnson, your host, and it's the new year. Happy New Year, everybody. It's the first of January, 2018. there's already some hot news to lead off the year. Red Dead Redemption 2's release date got leaked. At least we think so. And it looks like its arrival is slated for June 8th of this year. A little bit of a tease. Came out of a leaked Dutch trailer. And uh, they had a little thing there that said Spring 2018. Uh, Now, later, we get this other thing saying June. So, if you were hoping for Spring, whatever that is... uh, june is not spring june is summer isn't it technically or is it still technically spring either way they're really pushing the definition of spring <laughs> uh originally rockstar slipped behind the spring 2018 promise made back in 28 or uh, may of this year or last year gosh dang it new year screwing me up may 2017 and uh the game was supposed to be originally out in fall of 2017 that didn't happen uh, there's been a lot of people contacting them, trying to get clarification about this leak. Nothing so far. If I had to guess, you're going to see this game right around the time that we either are just getting started with E3 or ending E3. If June 8th is correct, that's isn't that like E3 week or weekend or somewhere right around it? It's pretty dang close. I mean, if you can't tell from the tone in my voice, there is no game I'm more excited about than Red Dead Redemption 2 in all of 2018. It was going to be my big expectation of this year. Nay, no longer. 2018, that's when we get it. And we're there now. It's just a matter of getting there. To there. Anyway, hope you're having a great first day of the new year. We'll talk to you soon. See, I've done it again. I called it Mutant League, and this is not a Mutant League game. Let's go back in time a little bit. The Genesis SNES era era had a game called Mutant League Football. EA made it. It was like this crazy, over-the-top, zombie-fueled football thing. And you could do all kinds of crazy stuff in that game. You could play straight-up football and run plays, but you could also blow up holes in the ground and make players fall through it and, you know, the rules were kind of uh, loose, let's say, in the in the future of post post apocalyptic football. But anyway, mutant football is coming back to consoles. All right, uh, Nighthawk Interactive is mutant football league's console publisher, and a retail edition of the game will come out in the summer. They have plans for free content coming after the January nineteenth launch as well. Game already on PC uh, last Halloween, and. Uh, pretty zany uh, game there i want to play it and i haven't picked it up yet because i'm lame because i'm a huge fan of this in fact i was actually a bigger fan of mutant league hockey and i could really go for that if they were if they were into that uh they're gonna do a free update to mutant league or sorry mutant F- football league or they really are messing with the name there. adding a multi-season dynasty mode to the game in which players will take control of one eighteen one one of 18 teams Uh, but at the lowest possible rating and builds them into a powerhouse over several seasons. There'll be customizable playbooks, a feature where defeating CPU teams in the season gives the user dirty tricks, somewhat like a sort of boss battle reward. And if you are a Mutant League fan, a dirty trick uh, are the extracurricular boosts like bribing or even murdering the officiating, uh, this sort of thing. It's all very exciting. So check it out. Coming soon, consoles. Once again, it won't be a PC party only for long. But I'm actually very excited about this, so. Mutant League. Or, sorry, Mutant Football League. It's here. The Nintendo Switch has overtaken the PlayStation 2's first year sales record in Japan. Japan has bought as many Switches in 10 months as they did the Wii U in 5 years. Whew. Man. Uh, had a big month. Big December over in Japan. Nearly 900,000 systems sold by December 24th, Christmas Eve. I don't think they care about that so much over there. Or do they? I don't know. Based on the most recent cumulative sales data from Famitsu. From it's a magazine country's biggest gaming publication in fact Nintendo has sold just under 3.3 million Switch consoles to its homeland both edging out PlayStation 2's first year's sales numbers and matching the Wii U's lifetime sales numbers to date uh, it's pretty crazy if you compare the PlayStation 2 and Switch uh, for the first 12 months of the market that they were in it paints a pretty interesting picture as helpfully shown by a table from uh, the fan site Nintendo Soup I recommend you go, guys go check it out Both consoles launch in early March, not typically a crowded time for new releases. While the Switch sold an impressive 520,000 units in its first month, the PS2 blasted it away. did almost 900,000 that month. So where you're seeing the Switch really gain is in the back end after a lot of word of mouth and popular games and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it did really well over the the holidays in Japan. Numbers are not quite available here uh, or worldwide for how it's doing generally. But the Switch is on pace to blow past the Wii U's lifetime total sales numbers worldwide and, of course, end up in more like Wii territory at some point, which was a very successful console, despite what you may have felt about it. Anyway, once again, the Switch continues to impress, blow our minds, and make us wonder if the future isn't all Nintendo all the time. I don't know. That's probably saying too much about it. close us out today some sad news Jim French the voice actor in Left 4 Dead he played Bill reloading damn it Francis that guy uh, he died at 80, 89, 89. a prolific radio actor uh, just as the nation was turning to television that's where he got his start he was also a Seattle radio host and as I mentioned a VO artist supplied the voice of Bill Overbeck in 2008's Left 4 Dead and he has passed away. He was also a veteran of World War II. French was one of the last full-time voice actors producing radio theater on commercial stations in the United States. Uh, During that time, French produced Imagination Theater, a radio drama program syndicated more than 100 FM and AM stations across North America, as well as Sirius XM satellite radio. Uh, His program grew out of radio dramas he produced for King AM and King TV in Seattle going back as far as 1952. 1980, His show was renamed by its syndicating company to Imagination Theater. Uh, He was uh, Bill, though, for us, right? Grizzled, beret-wearing, Vietnam vet. One of the original four survivors of the zombie apocalypse in the Turtle Rock Studios multiplayer hit published by Val. Uh, I think people kind of saw him as the leader of the group. I I sure did. And you knew everything you needed to know about that guy. As soon as he started saying words and showed up on screen, you knew what was up. He was born 1929 in Seattle and uh, passed away. Oh, was it this morning? Hold on. Sorry, it was uh, yesterday is what happened. Anyway. Oh, he was also, by the way, it's not his only video game credit. It was also the voice of Father Grigori in Half-Life 2 and the Elder Titan in Dota 2. All three of these games published by Valve. They liked what they got in Bill. Rest in peace, buddy.